Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron's Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Allen and Aaron Sports Circuit Radio Show. So glad to have you with us tonight. It is now 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, and we're going to bring you a great show. It's going to be me, Allen, tonight. Fortunately, Aaron is on vacation. We'll be back in a couple weeks, but the show must go on. We're going to give you a great show, great lineup for you today, and we're going to go ahead and get it started on a great Friday evening. We actually have a caller waiting on the line already. Really appreciate that. Hey, how you doing so far tonight, Lou? Okay. Great. How you been? No, most part, yes. All right. All right, buddy. Been holding, our, been holding my own. Yeah, been holding my own lately, but uh, yeah, we're we're holding up. That's good to hear. Really appreciate you giving us a call in this evening. So I'm glad you called in, Lou. I wanted to get your thoughts on the Open and what you thought about the Open so far and plus Tiger's performance. Well, I think I'll start up in one word for that, miserable. I mean, not even making the cut, which is rare for him. You know, but everything is starting to act up with him with his injuries and whatnot. His his leg is not fully healed whatsoever. So naturally, it's going to give him a rough time. You know, so I, I really didn't see how Tiger was going to come out of this, you know, uh, well, winning was out of the question. But I thought maybe he would have hung in there. But, you know, he has really he has really been suffering, you know, the past the past year. I think maybe he came back too soon. And it's really starting to show. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I, I, the crazy thing about it is if I'm taking him for his word and what he said, he said that his leg felt better this tournament than it did the past two. That's a great thing for him, but it's also kind of a poor thing because he didn't play that particularly yeah. well. You know, so he didn't say he, – he did say yeah. for what it's worth, his leg was feeling a lot better and stronger. That wasn't really much of an issue the way he played. And that's the disappointing part is that in a course like St. Andrews, it's a tough course. It's windy. Even if you're at 100%, it's not a shoe-in so to the PGA do well at that course. Yeah, it's it's just it's a tough course, and I, I just don't think he has enough uh, swing power now. I think he's lost a little bit on his no. swing, and I think that's that's hurting him a little bit. A lot of his short, besides that one great drive he hit on 14, his, his approach shots are coming up short. But um, you know, at yeah, least the good thing short. is for Tiger, he did say he was feeling better. He did say his leg was stronger. It's disappointing that it's now three tournaments he's played in, and he has not made it to the last day of the of the tournament. You know, he's withdrawn. He made it one day further the last tournament than he did this one, but he really was out of contention in the last tournament. He was going to be maybe maybe in the top fifty, but he was really out of the tournament anyway. Yeah. Do you think he has a chance to win something in the future, whether it be a major or anything? Not a major, no. 
Yeah. What do you think, think is the big I think difference? His major days are over. Major days are over. What do you think is the big difference between him and the major competition versus something else? Just less people are in it. Probably that age injuries. You know, it's all it's all adding up. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to see. My question to you too is: Let's say he continues to play, and he can kind of continues this pattern where he'll start a tournament, be way back, and then withdraws after the second or third day, does this hurt his legacy, or, or at this point, for you, it doesn't matter? No, it's not going to hurt his legacy. I mean, look what he's done. I mean, that's not going to be taken away. So his leg- his legacy is intact. I mean, no question about that. But, you know, his continuing performance, you know, is going to suffer, and, you know, that's going to that's gonna be the that's gonna be the main thing here. But there's no way that he's, his legacy is, uh, is tarnished. No way. Okay, so that's good to know. So he can enter these tournaments then and then give it a go and see what happens, you know. I think he can yes. win. I think anything's possible. He has to get off to a great start, a blazing start. And yeah, if he gets off to a blazing thing. start and kind of guys get nervous and they kind of falter a little bit, then he has a shot. But if he doesn't get off to a great start, when the tournaments begin, he's already, you know, six, seven shots behind. I think it's real tough for him to come back to win a tournament. Yes. But yeah, it's 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 been that thing and how is the weather out there where you're at? Um, it's been hot the last couple of days. It hasn't been that uh, hot today though. Okay. That's good. At least today was a good day for you. And you know, things are looking up for you, that's really well, good to hear. Yeah. How's everything else going for you up up north? Uh, north is up north is good, but it's going to get hot in a couple of days here, so it's going to be a little bit of a problem. Yeah. yeah, so it's around that time of the year where things really get hot. Things are going to start to turn around, and and we're going to have the believe it or not, we're going to coming up to the break soon. Any uh, predictions you have for the home run derby? Judge will win it, but Alonzo will have the mo- will have the deepest home runs. Yeah, that's actually my my favorite to win is going to be Alonzo. This is a you know he's somebody who really loves to join these competitions. He knows what it takes. He has experience. I, Alonzo would be my pick. My heart though, I would love for her, Albert Pujols to win it. But I just think Alonzo is going to – he's going to outlast the guys, and I think he has experience because you just can't hit a bunch of home runs in one round. You have to kind of save some for the tank. I think he knows that. Yes. I I got Alonzo. I got Alonzo. I'm with you. I got Alonzo winning. No, I have Judge winning, but – You have Judge winning. Judge judge will win, but Alonzo will throw the furthest. Okay, so that's good to hear. Yeah, it'd be cool to see a, a judge win. That'd be real cool. And we will cover that. T- we will cover that tomorrow on the show. Um, also, along with uh, the last for the All Star Game, uh, we'll take a look at the um, NHL uh, free agent frenzy, which is going on right now. Uh, we'll also take a look um, at the SBs, which are coming up. We'll help. We'll run down the awards uh, listed for that, and we'll even take a look back at uh, last week's uh, men's. Uh, Wimbledon final. 
Oh wow! So you and got a lot going we are on now there. Also, we are now also available on Facebook Live. All right. So you're going to be doing your show on Facebook Live too? Yes. But we still have a phone number, and it's still the same, 512-543-4662. That has not changed. So okay. just keep that in mind. There's still there's still a phone number, but now we're going Facebook Live. But if it's not working, it'll be known as Facebook Dead. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so that phone number, just in case you're not able to go online, or if you are, Facebook Live is available. If not, it's 512 543 Four six six two, and it's five one two five four three four six six two. The enhanced sports show, and that's going to be between five and seven tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time Zone. How would they find you on Facebook if they are going to do Facebook Live? Uh, just go, uh, uh, just go to Facebook Live, and I'm, I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it's going to be down there. Um, it's posted up on one of uh, my sense the enhanced us. Uh, and sports uh, radio that's on the um, on my Facebook pages. So just try to look for uh, Facebook Live if you can. All right, sounds great. Anything else you got going on in the show tomorrow? Well, let's see. Like I said, SB's uh, tennis, the baseball, baseball Hall of Fame, uh, NHL, um, free That might take up the whole show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's going to be, be a great, great lineup for everybody. And you, and everybody thought July was going to be a dull month. Uh, well, think again. That's right. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Make sure you guys support Lou at the Enhanced Sports Show. Yes. Sounds fantastic. I appreciate yes. you giving us a call in. Thanks. I'll be oh, going to call in too at some point. Oh, absolutely. No problem at all. We're going to do that. Definitely going to keep uh, keep you in mind. And Good. definitely wish you a great great weekend too. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're more than welcome, Lou. Really appreciate you giving us a call in today. Okay. Always a pleasure. Good night. Good night. Thanks for calling. That's great. Lou. One of our regular callers. Really appreciate him calling in. Always a pleasure. And that reminds me that I have to mention, which I should have mentioned when the show started. I beg your pardon. Tonight's show is sponsored by Chef G's Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. i tell you one thing, folks. We had some Chef G's Barbecue Sauce for the 4th of July. I had all the flavors there for everyone, the honey mustard, heat wave, the fusion, and had the original. And I let people, I showed them all four bottles. I let people pick out what they wanted. I cooked their barbecue chicken or ribs with it. It was an absolute hit. Such a great time. Chef G's barbecue sauce, so addicting. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. You guys need to try it. His website is FL. BBQ.com. Again, that's FLBBQ.com. Try it. Try one bottle, trial four. Then you won't go wrong. So thank you, Chef G, for being one of our great, great sponsors. But, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Tigers' performance and my thoughts on Tiger Woods. And 
it is very encouraging that he did say his leg is feeling better. And you can almost see him, you know, not limping as bad. does seem like it's getting stronger. I, I do have to agree with Lou. I, I just, you know, he was, the odds makers had him 1-60 to 60 to win the Open tournament. And I thought that was a big spread a bit. But leading up until the practice rounds, I really didn't – I would love to say, hey, I would disagree with those odds. But watching the practice round and knowing how tough St. Andrews is, I've never played the course, but I could just kind of see with the winds, how the slopes are, nothing is flat. I just felt as if, yes, Tiger has won there in the past, but it's been a good 15 years since he's actually won that at that tournament. I just felt as if it was going to be a tough challenge for him to even be in the top, let's say, 15. So I I didn't disagree with the odds. I was surprised that he was 149th when it, when it started. And then so he started 78, and then today he played a little better. He started 75. But that just goes to show you how these boys are shooting. You have to be in the 60s. I mean, when I say 60s, preferably a 64, 65, 66. 67 to 68, you have to be in those that range there. Even at 69, you, you won't lose a tournament the first day, but you can kind of put yourself in a tough position to win a tournament. And after two days, he's already out of the tournament where there's four days left. So I definitely do wish him the best. I Because if it was anybody else, I would say it would be, it'd be tough to win another major. I I would disagree with Lou on that regard that I do think he could win one, but it would have to be kind of like how he won the last one where he's going to have to just basically things are just going to have to line up for him that day, that particularly to start and then line up for him for the, for the whole tournament. I do think he can win one, but he's going to have to have a, a goal of just winning one per year. I just think, um, I know his mind and wants to win more. He wants to compete. But I guess with these younger guys, I don't feel as if he has that extra that extra gear. And I do think when I said earlier that I think he may have to club up, meaning instead of you using a nine iron to shoot a shot, you may have to go to what some of these other guys do and go with an eight iron. Instead of using a, a six iron, you may have to go with a five iron. I know it's, it's a little bit of blow to him and his ego, but, you know, you need that extra distance. And he also has to start going back to the putting range, I think, a bit too. He's getting hurt by these these shorter eight- to nine-foot putts. I think he's kind of struggling with those a bit too. But I definitely wish him the best, Tiger. He got a great ovation in his – hole number 18 he got teary-eyed you can see that and he, he definitely you could tell this tournament means a lot to him I just would ask him how does he deal with the mental strain of competing in a tournament that he knows that he's excited about playing that after maybe a day or two uh, into the tournament he's really out of contention how does that mentally mess with him because he knows what he used to do versus what he's doing now I know it's got to be tough for him. Having said that, 
I did want to address his comments about the LIV versus PGA comments. And this is from a guy who was a number one client in Pop Stroke in Orlando. I am a Tiger fan. I really appreciate and admire him. But I would have to respectfully degree, disagree with him on what he said about the, the LIV versus the PGA. I don't think guys that took the money, so to speak, did it as a knock against the PGA. I know Tiger's old school. He grew up with the PGA. He grew up in a, situ- a system where you had to earn every single dollar you get. Earning meaning you have to win these tournaments. Either if not win them, you have to be in the top 30. You have to be in the top five to get some of the, the big money. But I respectfully disagree with him in this regard that these guys are not in the same financial situation that Tiger Woods is in at this point. And not only that, it's guaranteed money. You understand? And you have to play less golf. That makes a difference. Where I think, I know Tiger would never join the LIV because that would really tarnish his reputation with the PGA Tour. It would tarnish his reputation going forward with him going to events and things like that. So Tiger's in a different situation than most of the other golfers. The guy is a billionaire. He can turn down a billion dollars, and it's not going to really hurt him whereas almost everybody there on tour is not in that same situation. Having said that, with the LIV tour, that actually, money aside, from a competitive standpoint, it might actually be a good thing for Tiger because with him playing on the LIV tour, Live Golf, I keep saying LIV, it's Live Golf. With Live Golf, the thing about it is, he only would have to play three days versus four in a tournament. And that actually, I believe, does work to Tiger's advantage. What I think where it comes tough for Tiger to really win a, a tournament is, a, is he has to have four super strong days. You can have one day that could be subpar, but three out of the four have to be exceptional for you to win a tournament. And I think with Tiger's age – his leg, the longer tournament goes, the weaker he unfortunately becomes and the weaker his chance of winning is because he's not a young gunner. He doesn't have that stamina. He has his leg hurt. Kind of like what happened, what we saw in the NHL finals. What you, what the, in the cup situation, you saw the lightning as the, Lightning didn't have as much rest as Colorado. When the games went longer, it always seemed to advance. The advantage seemed to go to Colorado. The Lightning just did not have that extra burst of energy to last the longer the competition went. And that's where I feel Tiger is at. He has to, have, he has to start off strong. Things go his way. Guys need to falter a bit, and I think he can get a win. But a four-day competition is tougher for him because – it's a longer competition. Him playing on, on live golf would be, from a competitive standpoint, I believe, an advantage for him. It's less tournaments, less length as far as each tournament. Having said that, the guys who took the money just didn't take the money. They also said that they get a chance to play a little less golf. 
So I understand Tiger's point. He's old school. He comes from that old school golf. You win tournaments to get your paycheck. He has a lot of affiliation with the PGA tournament. He could be on the board. That's how much he's in the, the PGA's back pocket. Having said that, I disagree with him because I don't feel as if the guys turned their back on the PGA Tour. A lot of them did want to continue to play, continue to have the tournament, the PGA tournaments. They did want to have a great working relationship with the PGA, but the PGA said no. It's once you join Live Golf, you're got you're out of here. Basically, that's what they they took a stand. You join them, you're out here. So with that, a lot of the guys who didn't even resign had to resign, and the ones who didn't resign got suspended anyway. So I disagree with Tiger in this regard. It's their choice. It's their career. It's their money. And they have a guaranteed, you know, they have guaranteed winnings, basically. You get a $100 million contract and it's guaranteed. I, You know, that's hard for a guy who's not in Tiger's situation to turn down. That's just the facts. And not only that, it's $100 million you're doing the same job, and you're actually working less. So let's say, for example, in this day and age, in our society, I could be working at a job, and I really love the job, and I'm working 40 hours a week getting paid a certain amount, whereas I could work for somebody else doing the exact same job but only have to work 32 hours a week, and I'm getting paid a lot more money from the other employer Plus, it's guaranteed. Every time I work at this employer, I have to meet certain criteria to go ahead and make sure that I get my 40-hour work week. The other one, as long as I show up, do my job, I already have the bank, the money's in the bank. So from, the, from that standpoint, I understand why guys join Live Golf. As far as the human rights aspect of it, hey, not to get too political, but it's always easy for you to look at somebody else and say, hey, you don't have this thing in order. You don't have that in order. A lot of time when you look at someone else, you can be looking yourself in the mirror and find the same things about yourself. Having said that, I understand where Tiger's coming from. I know he's old school, but I have to respectfully disagree with his position on what he said for players joining Live Golf. And to be frank with you, the guys who are playing in this tournament that are playing in live live golf are actually doing a lot better than Tiger. So keep doing what you're doing, the guys from live golf. And I don't see where there's no shame in the game. I really don't see it. It's an opportunity you took advantage of, and that's that's what it is. In Major League Baseball news... One of the things I did want to say and point out is that when a series or a game in the in the middle of a series in Major League Baseball, but I would have to say the Mets holding off the Braves in a very close contest where they played head-to-head was actually a very big win for them. And that gave them a lot of confidence. You know, Barring the Mets getting cold during the All-Star break, I know a lot of teams sometimes they forget it's just a and they take a mental break when they come back. 
I just think with the Mets, when they come back from the all-star break, if they keep doing what they're doing, they could very well win this division. I know that it's good that I'm saying this on a day that Aaron's not here, but I just feel as if the Mets have a little bit better team than the Braves. I think the Braves are very good, but I just think the Mets have an extra gear, particularly in the starting starting pitching category. As long as they don't get too complacent, I could see the Mets winning this series. I think them beating the Braves in a very close game was a big, big, big thing, a big win. In the home run derby, I still do have I have Pete Alonso winning. I think the biggest the two biggest showmen that I think are gonna really, really show out really well is Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. I think those two guys are gonna really be two guys that are like, wow. Pujols, you're going to get a chance to see that the guy is in his final year of his of baseball in his career, and he still can go yard. He still has pop in his bat after all these years. So I think he's going to be the fan favorite. Albert Pujols, I just think Aaron Judge, he just hits some monster home runs. It's like he's playing Little League with men. And, um, they're the Little League team, and he's a man against, he's a man against boys. So I think Aaron Judge is going to be the biggest highlight, but I think at the end of the day, Pete Alonso is going to have the longest. He's going to do what it needs to. He's going to make the moves, tournament, and he knows how to win it, how to not get yourself tired, how to win round by round. He had the experience, so I got Pete Alonso winning it. And I did want to discuss some something else in boxing news, and that is the Ryan Garcia versus Fortuna fight that's coming up tomorrow. Wow. I have never seen a person, Ryan Garcia, talk more about other competitors fighting Tank Davis, fighting Devin Haney, fighting Tank Davis, you know, Devin Haney, back and forth. I've never seen a competitor talk more about somebody else he'd rather fight than the guy he's fighting next than Ryan Garcia. Every single quote was about the next fight, but he never really said anything about the fight that he has coming up this weekend. And for that reason, I think Fraterno is going to win this fight. If he doesn't win the fight, which I think he is going to win the fight, Fortuna that is, it is going to be an eye-opening fight, and Ryan Garcia is going to get a real lesson in life that you always, when you deal with fighting, you always deal with the fight on hand, not the fight that you haven't even signed yet or the next fight. You always got to deal with the task at hand. Tank Davis, in fact, Tank Davis is not even interested really in fighting him, which I agree. I think Tank Davis will blow him away. Devin Haney is the same thing. No one has actually said they have any interest in fighting you because you do a bunch of talking and not and very little action. And I agree with them. I agree with their position. But I do think this is going to be a mistake for Ryan Garcia, thinking too much ahead and not thinking enough 
at the task in front of you. I think Fortuna is a very good competitor. He overlooked them completely this training camp. Just every interview is about fighting Tank Davis. I, I, I'm telling you, I've never seen somebody in fighting. He doesn't even give the company line. I want to fight the guy, this other guy. I want to fight this other guy. I want to fight this other guy the whole time. But yet you're never talking about the guy you're actually fighting. So I think Fortuna's going to win this fight. If he does not win, it's going to be a very, very close fight and an eye-awakening fight for Ryan Garcia, a wake-up call, a learning lesson. Ryan Garcia needs to mature a bit, and I think he needs to understand that people don't take you seriously because all you do is talk. You want to win fights. You want to earn respect. You're not going to do it in interviews. You're not going to do it running your mouth. You're going to do it inside those ropes. That's how you earn respect. That's how you let the talking, your actions do the talking, and then people start taking you seriously. One of the other big boxing news that's happened this week is that Floyd Mayweather announced that he's coming out of retirement and he's going to be fighting for real. No more exhibitions. I... I think this is about two things. Let me tell you that right now. This is what I think. I think part of it is, number one, and I think this is the major reason, I think Floyd has an addiction of, te- of attention. He has to be the spotlight. He has to be the center of attention. He has to have people talking about him. That's the biggest thing with him. He's an attention-seeking guy. There's no other way you can slice it and dice it. Why are you coming out of retirement at the age of 45 to fight anybody who's relevant at this point in boxing? You know, let the other guys get an opportunity to promote their fights. Let them get the shine. Let them go ahead and do their thing. Why do you have to constantly be the center of attention? I just don't get it. You had people's attention for many, many years. Then after he retired, you started doing these ridiculous exhibitions. You got attention for that, too. Even though they were ridiculous, you got a lot of attention. You made, you know, you didn't make what you made with Pacquiao or when you fought Connor, Connor, but you did make a nice chump change for taking these really piss-poor, money-grabbing, weak exhibitions, what I call them. There are nobody, anybody who knows anything about boxing would not pay to watch those fights but yet, Mayweather's fan base will pay to watch anything. Having said that, I just, just think this is a joke. That why would you come out of retirement and fight, even like, let's say a guy who like, like Heath Thurman or anybody, Boots. It's just to get attention, man. Stop it already. You remind me of somebody I used to know that would do anything to get attention, and they couldn't stand when they weren't the center of attention. I think this is absolutely ridiculous that Mayweather is coming out of retirement to fight. The second part to that is I, it's, it's about money. I think Mayweather had plenty enough money to retire and live a very good life, make some great investments, and be comfortable, kind of be like Shaq, you know, where you make great investments after retirement and you actually flourish financially after retirement. But the issue with Floyd is that he spends money so fast that 
he's living beyond his means. He just is, he got a spending addiction. And in order for him to, you know, when you retire, you have to kind of cut down your spending and your expenses. You can't live like you're still making money where you're getting big checks as a, as a regular working person. He wants to continue that same lifestyle as he did when he was working. So that's the issue with him. I don't think he's broke per se, but I just think he has to fuel his money and his, his spending, his gambling, by continuing to work and doing these silly ex- exhibitions. So he's like, hey, these exhibitions are getting old. People are losing interest. So you know what? In order for me to grab attention and grab money, I'm going to fight full-fledged. I just think this is ridiculous. And at this point, I don't really care if he even wins a fight. It's just, come on, man. When is enough enough? You've been in the game for so long. Just, you were doing these silly exhibitions, and now you want to fight for real. I just don't get it. Having said that, Manny Pacquiao was supposed to do an exhibition late this year with a YouTuber. And I would have to say shame on, on Manny Pacquiao for doing this, for signing up for an exhibition. You were really criticizing and very critical of Floyd go ahead and fighting a YouTuber as an exhibition and getting paid millions of dollars to do it. And you were really one of the people that was really ripping him up. Lo and behold, years later, now you're doing it. I just think this kind of hurts Manny Pacquiao's. It hurts Manny Pacquiao's legacy because Manny Pacquiao, I don't put him in the same category as Floyd. I think Floyd is, is a great promoter. I think he knows how to market fights and get money. But he doesn't have the same legacy and clout that Manny Pacquiao has. Manny Pacquiao did try to run be the president he has been the senator he has a big you know he's a man of class and dignity for him to go ahead and lower that to fight a youtuber for money it just it just seems like this is so below your level of not only class but it doesn't even seem like it's your style at all i can see mayweather doing that but i just don't see why manny would find the need Unless it is money. I, I just don't see where the upside is. He did go ahead and run a campaign to try to be the president. And he did lose it quite handily. And I know to run any campaign costs a lot of money. I don't know if that put a deep hole in his pocket. And he's like, you know what? Let me go ahead and try to recoup some of this money back by doing this exhibition. I would just say this really hurts Manny Pacquiao's. This is Oren legacy. I just, I do believe that, hey, Floyd said, you don't get paid the legacy, you get paid up the currency. That I will agree with that. But also, your legacy and what people look and view you at, that does matter too. Yes, you, know, you can't take someone's feelings or, or how they look at you as far as the greatest or the not the greatest and pay buy some store, but it does it is something of some value that you should have of yourself. And I feel as if Manny taking this exhibition for him is really below his statue 
and it's really below his statue from a hypocritical standpoint. I just feel as if he's, he just came off as a big hypocrite by taking this fight. And I wish him luck in winning it. I just think it, it's just really, really poor judgment. And maybe he is really take a loss on – he took more losses than just one running for the presidency of the Philippines. Because I just think that's it's kind of ridiculous on his part. But those are the, the facts. I also did want to go ahead and thank all of our supporters of the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. You guys keep me motivated. You keep us uh, doing our thing here in the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. In August and towards the end of this month, we should have some more great guests come on our show. We're working on a few things. I am going to start doing, I'll let you know that now, is that in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start posting my reviews of 30 of any sports documentary I've watched, particularly some 30 for 30s, but also oh, I've watched a lot of sports documentaries. I'm going to give you my review on them. I'm going to tell you what I found to be great about them, the interesting parts, and I will start posting those up so you guys get a chance to see them on YouTube. It's kind of like my review of a sports documentary. I'll, I won't let you know which ones I'll do, but there's plenty of them watched. And, and you know what? I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to get my review on them. There's a lot to have to share. So look for that in the near future. Next weekend, it'll be me doing the show. Aaron will be back from vacation. He's taking a long trip. You can see it on our Facebook page. So he'll be back the last weekend of the month. Comes in great because then we're going to have some other great guests come in towards the end of the month as well. So when we have that come up, I will keep you guys posted. If you haven't done so already, please, I guess now is follow our page. You can't even like our page now. The Facebook has changed it. Please follow us on Facebook. That's going to be Alan and spelled out A-L-A-N-A-N-D, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Alan and Aaron. Please follow us there on Facebook. Also, you can follow our YouTube page at Alan Alford. And the other thing you can do is follow us on iHeartRadio. Really appreciate all of you guys listening, your comments, feedback. It's been a really a true blessing to be the co-host of the Allen and Aaron Sports and Creative Show. A true blessing. And I really want to go ahead and give a shout-out to our great sponsor. That is Chef G's Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. So check this, check Chef G's barbecue sauce at flbbq.com, and I'll give you our phone number too. Let me go ahead and take our caller. Welcome to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Hey Alan, how you doing tonight? Doing well. How about yourself? How you doing? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. I figured I'd. Uh... 
give you a call here this evening uh, out here in Colorado, uh, enjoying, enjoying some time, and uh, just wanted to check in. I know that uh, the show's still going great with you in charge here, so how are things going for you? Everything's going great. Uh, wow, I was just talking about you. Yeah, everything is going really well. We had uh, <laughs> good buddy Lou called us right as the show starts. <laughs> so glad to hear from you. So tell us, how has the trip been so far? been pretty good. Uh, we're about halfway through. Uh, in fact, uh, about this time or a little later, a week from now, we'll be on our way uh, back. But it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I posted some photos uh, from different places that we've gone over the last week or so. Um, I think most people saw the St. Louis photos and the photos from Kansas City, and tomorrow we'll be in uh, in Denver. And so We'll be at a Colorado Rockies game, so I'll have a lot of photos probably from there as well that I'll uh, throw up on our uh, on our web uh, our Facebook page, of course. Um, so it's been a blast, uh, a lot of fun. I know you were uh, you were in Chicago, I think, this week. Are you back uh, back in Florida? Or are you still there? No, I'm not. I'm not back yet. I actually won't be going back until until probably Wednesday or Thursday. So, oh wow! Yes. Okay. I'm glad you asked because I was supposed to have been to Wrigley Field today, but what ended up happening was it rained and it was forecasted. This the only day this rained my entire trip. It was forecasted to rain pretty much the whole day. And at least the cool oh, wow. thing is when I drove by the stadium, I was going to get there. I got to the stadium about two and a half hours, two and a half hours before game time because I wanted to get there early. I wanted to get a great seat. And I wanted to take a picture of Steve Bartman's seat, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get there and take some pictures. But the only thing was they said it, which I I give the Cubs credit, they said it early. They said today's game due to inclement weather and since that it does have a forecast of it raining all day, we're going to postpone today's game. And you don't have to come in and do any exchange of tickets or anything. It'll be postponed to a doubleheader tomorrow at 7.05 p.m. So that's nice. what happened okay. today. So the good thing well, is go. I get, get to go. credit. Tomorrow in yeah. a night game, instead of it being a day game, it's going to be a night game for me. Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Hopefully the weather stays good. I know that we were actually there 2019, and uh, it rained actually for the first uh, – probably hour that we were there and it really cooled the temperature down which was a nice thing then in Chicago it can get pretty hot during the course of the summer so um I tell you what man I know that I had messaged you during the week and I know that our listeners probably uh who follow our Facebook page probably saw our um or the post that I put up there um we went uh what day was it Tuesday to the uh Negro League uh, baseball museum right there in Kansas City and, man, I tell you what, the history there, I'll talk more about this when we have a full show here in about two weeks when, I, when I'm back, but <clears throat> just some of the history there, some of the neat things you got a chance to see. Um, I got to meet a very special individual who is actually the president of uh, of the museum there, and um, it's been a couple minutes really having a, a good uh, baseball-related conversation. It was really nice, so... We'll talk a little bit more about that here coming up in a few weeks. Uh, I'll have a little bit more time to go more in depth on it, but um, it was a really neat experience. I recommend anyone who is traveling across the country, if you happen to be stopping 
in Kansas City or you're close by, make that a must-see place. It was very, very special to be there. And we just so happened to be there on a day where they were holding a press event, had no idea this was going on. This was not pre-planned. We just happened to be be in the right place at the right time and um, got a chance to see some really, really cool things and have some discussions with a really, really neat person there. So I'm um, very grateful for that. It was a really neat experience, kind of, as I mentioned, right place at the right time. And, um, you know, we'll see where things go from there. It was really cool. That's awesome. And then you got a chance to meet Bob Kendrick, too. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, that's. You still here? You gonna... Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. <laughs> you able to hear me? Do your thing. Yeah, I can hear you now. There we go. Okay. I know up here in the mountains, sometimes the phone reception can be a little bit off. So, uh, no, Bob Kendrick, I, I spoke with him for a good 10 minutes, uh, maybe, maybe even longer than that. And um, he was mentioning his itinerary coming up here. He's going to be at the All-Star Game in L.A. He's probably already there now since today is Friday. So he's going to be there for the All-Star events this coming week. Um, and then a week from this coming Sunday is when Buck O'Neill gets inducted into the um, – you know, Professional Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown. He's going to be there for that, um, which is a really neat thing. Obviously, you know, unfortunately for Buck O'Neill, he should have been in the Hall of Fame while he was still living. Um, but nonetheless, you know, he's a very deserving uh, candidate. And um, Bob Kendrick, who I spoke to uh, at length on Tuesday, will be there. And uh, hopefully we get an opportunity to talk to him at some point. So, Awesome. That is fantastic. You know, definitely, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be fantastic. So, he, he, if I understood it, he did say he he's going to be coming on maybe down the road in the future? Yeah, we're going to – and, of course, with me being out for the next couple of weeks, obviously. Um, so, we kind of probably early August um, as, uh, as a likely time frame. Over the next month or so, we'll have, uh, have him booked on and – I think he's going to be a really neat uh, discussion. I mean, all about baseball, all about um, just the historical side of things, all the people he has known over the years um, and, and come across and how he got to that position, which I think will be a neat story to talk about too. So kind of giving you a little bit of a, a preview of what we'll have here hopefully in the next month or so, and uh, I believe our listeners will really be uh, intrigued by that. So. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And was there any other great things you saw at the ballparks, the, the ones you visited that you would recommend? Um, you know, I mean, both are very neat, neat uh, scenery. Um, St. Louis is a newer ballpark. Uh, there's a lot of um, stuff to do before and after the game around the stadium, which was neat. Um, you know, shops and restaurants and you know, different places to just kind of hang out, um, waiting for the traffic to kind of thin out. Um, the neat thing is before the game, we went over to the Gateway Arch, which I'd also recommend that highly too. Uh, we got a chance to go up into the arch and take some pictures, and then you're basically staring right at the arch when you're at the ball game. Um, you know, it's right beyond the, the center field wall. It's a good distance away, of course, but it kind of provides a neat backdrop. And then Kansas City was really neat because you've got um, you've got the the water fountains and waterfalls out in the outfield and then coming in Kansas City Chiefs uh, Arrowhead Stadium is right on the backside of it so 
you guys get to see that as well, which was really cool. Wow, so he has a great time. Is there any uh, cool monuments inside Wrigley Field that, you know, maybe those hidden museums or anything like that that I could look forward to see when I go tomorrow? Well, I knew all around the ballpark. I would definitely recommend you, you do a full lap around before you go in. There's a lot of eateries, a lot of Chicago-related food, um, a lot of little shops and places to pick up souvenirs. Um, and then I believe there's some uh, monuments outside of the ballpark, Harry Carey, um, you know, uh, Ernie Banks. Um, when you're in the ballpark, what I would recommend is if you walk down the right field line and you go kind of around the corner to the left, the visitor's bullpen, I believe, is on that side of the park. And I do remember there's there's like a semi-transparent uh, wall. I'm not sure what it's made of, but you can see into where the visitor's bullpen is, and you can actually see the pitchers in there you know, talking to each other. And there's a, an area that has uh, some historical Chicago Cubs type of stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's a really neat thing. Definitely take your camera, take your cell phone, Take a whole bunch of pictures because it's a really, really cool environment. And, yeah, I would get there right when gates open. If they're starting the game at 7, gates will probably open like 4.30. So you have two, two and a half hours to kind of mosey around and, and kind of see some of the sights there. Nice. Yeah. So, yep, <laughs> I'll make sure I do that. So I'm excited about it. And that's that's going to be a great thing. You know, with the All-Star break coming up and the Home Run Derby, is there anybody that you – predict to win the home run derby i'm not sure who the whole field is i know that uh pete alonzo who's won it two years in a row is in it again this year um ronald acuna is in it from the braves and albert pujols is in it in his final year uh in the league and got to see him play the other day that was a really nice uh really nice special thing to, to watch you know i think that it usually is kind of somebody who's an underdog that ends up winning it um I think we'll just have to stay tuned and kind of see. But this is a big weekend for baseball. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. I believe the Futures game is tomorrow, and I think the draft is on Sunday. I might have those flip-flop, but um, it's going to be neat. It'll be, be a lot of fun. And the Home Run Derby is really, I, I still think, a great event because it's all about, you know, it's not even about who wins it, honestly. Sometimes it's just about who hits the ball the furthest. And you might see a couple of, yeah. you know, 500 plus foot home runs, which still amazes me to this day. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that'll be mon- Monday night, uh, I believe, eight o'clock on ESPN. Uh, definitely, you know, tune in for that, and it'll be a, a blast to be able to watch that, of course. Yeah, that's true, big true. And I did say early in the show that the Mets did beat the your Braves in a very very big game. I know it's just a July game, but did you think that game may have had some lasting effect throughout the season? I think things change throughout the year. Uh, you know, you get, I think they play nine times in the month of August. I think they have 13, 12 or 13 games left head-to-head. So um, I think that it'll go down to the to those head-to-head matchups. Mets played a little bit better than us in that series. Um, I was happy that we won one game, obviously, but um, – you know, I think it. You know, it, it's clear to me, at least here at where are we at July 15th or mid mid July at this point, that 
unless something drastically changes, the Mets aren't going away quite as easily as most people thought. But I still think Atlanta's in a great position. Um, they'll probably make some some moves here in the next couple of weeks because the trade deadline's about two weeks off. And they've made a couple of moves here recently. They uh, they got Robbie Cano. Um, I'm not sure what his long-term play will be like, but he was hitting the ball pretty well in the minor leagues. It wasn't a wasn't a big move as far as you know. They didn't trade anybody for him, so we'll see if he has a carryover effect. Possibly um, on the Mets side of things, though, you know they've got a good budget and they can pretty much go out and add whatever they need, whatever they want. So I, I would expect them to you know improve as well. So nice, yeah. So we've got a lot of great things happening in the baseball season. If I get a chance to grab an interview with somebody from either the Mets side or Cubs side, is anybody you had in mind? Anybody you can get, I would say. I'd say on the – and they're playing to the Mets, is that right? Correct, yep. Well, I'm definitely going for the Cubs, so I'll throw that out there first. Um, <laughs> you know, the neat thing about Wrigley Field is it is so historic, and a lot of times, especially on a weekend, it wouldn't be a surprise for you to run across somebody roaming around the ballpark, um, you know, famous, maybe not even somebody from the baseball world, but it wouldn't surprise me to see you run into somebody out there. You have to kind of keep your eyes open because a lot of times, you know, people are in street clothes and you don't really recognize them from, you know, the, the baseball uniform kind of thing. I've had my fair share of run-ins with players over the years, and they look different when they're not wearing a hat and a jersey. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you may um, you may have a good opportunity to run uh, run across uh, someone there, and uh, not sure about getting an interview. That may be a little bit difficult, but you know, maybe getting a picture and posting that up on our Facebook page that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'll definitely will keep my eyes open. They said that, you know, it's, it's going to be a double header tomorrow because of the, the rain out today. So I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'll get there as early as I can to and be ready. I just hope the kids. The kids are awake because it is a night game. That's the only reason. That's the only thing. But, yeah. but I'm glad you called in, Aaron. You know, I really am. So we, I was telling the guests that it was going to be a couple weeks to hear from you. So it is awesome to hear from you. No, I got to give the audience to... what they want, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit weird because out here in Colorado, we're two hours behind. So it's roughly 8.20 right now. Um, so I'm still operating on Eastern time. And by the time I fly back in a week, I'll be used to this time zone and I'll have to get used to the Eastern time zone again. So um, it's kind of an adjustment period, but I'm glad I was able to, to get on. I, I wanted to, to try and call in last week, but the drive to Atlanta was a little difficult towards the end. A lot of bad weather up that way and um, kind of running behind as far as the time we were trying to make. So we're glad to be able to call in here tonight. I'll, I'll run here in a moment, but just want to tell our audience uh, that, you know, thank you for supporting us. And, of course, I'm going to throw this out there like I do every week. Uh, I want to thank our great sponsor, Chef G's Barbecue Sauce, so delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. So hopefully uh, everyone buys themselves uh, the four-pack and enjoys it. That's right. Get yourself some Chef G's Barbecue Sauce. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you guys yeah. uh, in a couple of weeks. and. Definitely uh, continue the uh, comments and the likes on our uh, page for um, the photos we put up. We definitely love uh, seeing those things and love hearing those comments. Absolutely right, Aaron. So you're 100% right. 
I definitely appreciate that. And appreciate you calling in. I'll wrap up with our guests and uh, wrap up with our listeners tonight. And you take care of yourself. Be safe out there. You too. You all have a great week. Thank you. Take care. Bye for now. Tell the family said hi. That is our co-host Aaron. What a surprise! What a pleasant surprise! You know, I was telling you guys that we wouldn't be back for a couple of weeks, so we he was able to give us a call on vacation. That shows how dedicated he is. I'm, you know, I'm dedicated to you guys too. I'm calling you from Chicago, so I am actually a little bit. I'm an hour behind Eastern Standard Time Zone, so I apologize in advance that not getting the social media posts out sooner. But it is an hour behind here from Eastern Standard Time Zone. I've been here for a few days now, so I am just like Aaron. I'm not two hours behind, but I'm still Eastern Standard Time Zone, and that would mean that the day goes by a lot faster. So, but definitely we appreciate all of your likes, comments. Appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the opportunity that the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show has provided for us provide for you guys so please make sure you continue to like comment and share really I wanted to leave you with our phone number here so you can always have it if you ever want to join the discussion at any point anytime it's 516-418-5572 again that phone number is 516-418-5572 I want to thank again Lou for being our special guest I want to thank Aaron for calling in I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for listening. Thank you so much for that. And also want to thank our great sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Thank you, Chef G. And thank you, guys. You have a very, very blessed and prosperous weekend. Be safe and sound out there. Until we meet again, you take great care of yourself. and Be well from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Thank you for listening to the Evan and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.